Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ignored Jetta. Goes inside. Kennedy, who just needs one goal to become the greatest... West Coast Eagles goal kicker of all time. Uh, it was a great kick coming in and Josh Kennedy had one or two metres, but take it back to Brad Shepard, his ability to roll off his immediate opponent Michael Walters and affect the spoil. Brandon Material is about to take that one on his chest, but very well played. Now there's a couple of names West Coast would like out there at the moment. Brad Shepard, Josh Kennedy. And Josh Kennedy joins us on mornings thanks to New Farm Galaxy. The flexible broadleaf weave control, you choose New Farm Galaxy. Of course, Josh is a West Coast legend. He is an AFL life member, and he's probably a very frustrated West Coast fan at the moment. Josh, welcome to the show. G'day, mate. How are you going? I'm probably going better than you, mate. How are you going, and how are you going watching what happened at the SCG on Saturday? Uh, yeah, it's very difficult, mate. Yeah, very difficult one, I suppose, having that connection with the club as, as you do as a player, but then also being that fan like you talk about and I suppose yeah, members that have been there for a long time and, and seeing that, yeah, it is, um, it's hard hard to watch, um, you know, whether you can watch the whole game or not. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was a disappointing, I suppose, effort um, from what the boys dished up. And, yeah, it's obviously, um, yeah, there's, there's some issues that have been arising over the last, yeah, year or two and, and now it's coming to a bit of a I suppose a, a head and yeah we'll probably seeing some changes going to happen we obviously saw Warren Coford um, step down as um, at the end of the year as our fitness coach who's been there for many years and been a massive part of our success so um, it's obviously getting to that point now and um, external pressure as well um, on those changes. Yeah, tell us about Warren Cove because I think one of the unfortunate things that happens when you get a situation where a, a club is in West Coast position is someone leaves and they go, yeah. oh, it was all his fault. Warren Coford, to be clear, yeah. has been there since 2008. He was a massive part of what you did in 11 and 12, of what you did in 15, of what you did in 18. So tell us about Warren Coford, the person, and, uh, and what he yeah. brought to the club. Oh mate, he's um yeah he's an amazing uh, amazing man. He, what he did for our footy club and, and get us to where uh, I suppose we got to in on our in our football and the fitness staff you know are a massive part of um, I suppose building the foundations, building the strength, building um, I suppose uh, everything you need to be able to play the game style that you want to be able to play and. Um, Kof was able to do that um, over that, you know, from 2010 or 11 onwards um, to the 15 grand final to the 18, you know, premiership and yeah, and um, it, it is hard because you, you become very good very good friends um, and have a very good relationship with your, with your head fitness staff and um, especially when you get to old, uh, I suppose the older age and uh, at that senior level where um, management of your body becomes really important and, um, you know, these guys that you, you are um, discussing with, you're making your own assumptions, but they're giving you evidence behind it. Yeah, it, you become quite close and they, they probably start to understand your body better than, than you do. And um, 
when things go wrong, there's always someone uh, that uh, they want to blame or, you know, um, external, um, you know, whether it's fans or me, everyone wants to blame somewhere and um, the buck stops with just one person. I, I don't think that's the case in this scenario. Now, he is the head of fitness and there has been some issues, but, you know, there's so many things that are out of his control um, in regards to injury and issues that, that happen. And, um, yeah, it's, it's quite sad to, uh, I suppose, see um, his time up and finish at West Coast the way it has. And, um, you know, it's obviously uh, the right call because he's wanting to move on. And, um, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's difficult to, to kind of see it end the way it is because he's been such a massive part of the football club um, and what he's done with the playing group to get them where they are. So I just I, I know you're intensely loyal, Josh, and and um, you're really hurting about with what's going on there. But I'm just going to put these questions to you, and you can you can give me um, thumbs up or thumbs down on on what you think should happen. Should Adam Simpson be coach of West Coast next year? Well, it's yeah, it, it comes down, I suppose, a bit of the the, the club's decision, mate, and the business decision. Now, it's it's yeah, there's obviously things in place that. That um, you know, uh, warrant you know Adam Simpson to be there, and you know whether he is or not. I, I'm not too sure on how Adam's going and, and what he's thinking. Sometimes it's going to be his call. So um, after a few big losses uh, like that, and even the one in Sydney, does you know does Simo start thinking he's the right man for the job to take this group forward? Um, so from his decision to he's, he's obviously <clears throat> got the support of the board, um, and I think there's been a few things out of favour for him this year in terms of, you know, the injuries, which are no excuses. But, um, but yeah, it's it, it's a quite difficult situation, I think, um, moving forward. And, and to be honest, I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know whether uh, Adam Simpson will be there or not. Um, you know, is he the right man for the job? It, it's, it's hard to tell because, you know, of what's going on this year. Um, new new voices, um, fresh people, you know, you do see in other clubs and I've seen it over many years that it does make a difference and sometimes it doesn't. So um, <clears throat> there's going to be a lot of changes, I assume, um, and, it's, you know, things are starting now, whether that's from a, a high up top um, and uh, part of the development of, of the players over the next few years, because it's going to be a really young list, um, whether it's a massive overhaul in the players um, and whether the coach stays. So... Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of decisions, mate, but in, in all honesty, I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because obviously what happens in this situation is the blame game gets played. But I think at West Coast in particular, um, the blame game is for is for people like me and the media and, um, and obviously fans will do that. But for West Coast, mm. it has to be what is the best decision in terms of development mm. for the young players that are going to be at the club going forward. So if Adam Simpson is that person then he stays. But if Adam Simpson is not that person, regardless of the the, the premiership, regardless of what a great coach he has been, then they have to get the best person to develop their young players in because that's what the next two years is going to be about. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's the decision-making that needs to happen. It's, it's going to be about the development of this next group, whatever that transition looks like of a really young list, Still have some senior players. Do you trade in? Do you just go draft picks? Whatever that is, that that whole I suppose development um, process of, of the list is, is is very vital, and um, you know that's what a lot of the decisions will probably get made on, and and whether you know Adams there or um, you know other coaches are there or um, whatever it is. Yeah, it's going to be the, the biggest biggest thing I think. 
So this is going to be a tough one for you. Just give me your thoughts as, as best and as frankly as you can. Shannon Hearn, Nick Natanui, Luke Shuey, Andrew Gaff. To me, they're the four the, most likely. I mean, in, in Shannon's case, obviously it's age. In Nick's case, it's injury profile. In Luke's case, it's a bit of both. And in Andrew Gaff's case, it's form. Um, can you make a case for any or all of them being still there or do they, they possibly need to have a conversation with the club about going? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's it is a, it is a tough one because they're your good mates, and, and and I've been in that position before, and um, I suppose the position you can only go off what I went through and where the club was, and we'd made some, you know, we we'd lost some games, but we'd had some injuries, and you know, it, it probably hadn't unfolded this far as where it, it's got to now, where um, you know things are serious, and then there probably does need to be a bit of a, a list overhaul, and um, <clears throat> those players as well. For me, I always wanted to keep playing, and I assume they do. But they could be sitting there in, in the game like oh, I just don't don't think I could push on, and that becomes down on an individual kind of basis as well. So um, there'll be plenty of thought process going on from not only the, those players, but then then also list management, coach, um, and higher up on um, on what decisions they need to make. And uh, it's all going to come back down to the development of you know the West Coast Eagles playing list and, and getting them back up to being able to um, play and, and compete for finals, which we have done you know for many years. We've, we've been pretty successful, and um, people can forget pretty quick. And we do have these these down years, but obviously this year has been one of the worst. But um, you know history trend is we do bounce out. So I'm assuming that the decisions that are made. Uh, whether that has, you know, uh, Nick, Gaffey, Boots, Bunger, um, you know, these guys that have been talked about, whether that has them moving forward, I'm not too sure. But, um, but yeah, there's, there's, there definitely look like there's going to be some changes with what's going on. So how frustrating is it when you've got players who you know that are champions or have been champions and they're sitting in the grandstand and Nick hasn't played this year? I think even though um, I, I think Luke Shuey was probably clearly their best player against Sydney on the weekend in terms of what he bought in terms of effort around the contest and, and trying to get something going. But um, Luke has played six of 14 games this year and missed, I think, something like 15, 16 or 17 games a couple of years ago. It's it's like um, when those players are there but they're not there, if you know what I mean, they're, they're sitting in the grandstand as opposed to out on the ground. How big a um, morale sap is that? for the club and is that something the club needs to look at that maybe you know it's better to have players out there than 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 class sitting in the grandstand yeah well that's obviously the trade-off you want your good players playing and and your champions playing and uh, there comes to a point where injuries can you know kind of happen that and um the experience they have you know obviously on field they're not being able to make an impact but the off-field stuff is where they they can and there has to be that that point where yeah you just want them playing and training and if they can't due to injury then you know it's a big thing and you know it's seeing Boots come back you know Boots looks like he's not worried about getting another contract or playing next year he just he, and he said it in his press he's just focused on the next eight or nine games and you can see that clearly the way he's going about his football he's obviously been working on his body and doing everything he can to have an impact and lead the footy club and He's playing with that um, with that energy, and it's it's been great to see. But sometimes when you get to that position with injuries, you start doubting yourself, um, and you start to worry about is this the end? And uh, I've been there before, and you know you, you start trying to do things that 
that aren't necessarily going to um, give you the impact on the field because you're worrying about whether you can get another contract and, and so to speak. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's quite a difficult situation, um, I suppose, for individuals in that where you, you can't make an impact on the field due to you know injuries and, and that doubt starts setting in. So one more on these players, and I promise I'll, uh, I'll I'll move on because obviously this is a difficult topic for you to talk about given your relationships with these people. But Andrew Gaff does have a contract, and my understanding is that there is a big chunk of his contract still left over in 2024. And of all of these players, Andrew is the one that's really struggling. I'm not suggesting for a minute he's not trying. Mm. I think Andrew has always been a very honest footballer, but he looks like he almost looks like the game's got him as it sometimes gets players when they're, when they're post-30. What do you do there? Do you hold out hope that he still has productive footy in front of him, or do you think it's time to have the conversation? Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's very interesting, because I, I still believe, you know, even just, you know, the way things have been panning out this year with Gavi, that, you know, he can he can still give impact. And that might not be at, um, with this list and the way that West Coast Eagles play. You know, you look at him in, in, in another list and another club, and maybe there is there. But I think for Andrew, I think the way he, you know, he goes about his business, he does have impact. And sometimes, you know, his impact can get impeded just by the way the team's performing. And, you know, there's players out there um, that can, you know, have an impact and, and, and play the way they go, you know, every game. Um, and sometimes, you know, you get caught out of position and, and players, you know, when things are really struggling, it, it takes away from what they're, what they're best at. So, um, well, I believe Guffey's still got probably a couple more years of footy in him, definitely. Um, but just whether, you know, he sees it um, in his own head uh, and whether he feels like he's slowing down um, and whether the best, um, I suppose, next couple of years for him is is, is being at the West Coast Eagles or, or some other club, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. Or... You know, he might have had enough. In, internally, we don't know. If, if Gaffey's going through a fair bit of pain, um, if he is, which I'm not too sure about, but um, if he is, you know, it, you know, he might call it quits. I'm not too sure. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of decisions getting made towards back end this year. Um, but for Gaffey, I, I feel like he still has a good couple of years left to uh, make an impact for whatever team he plays for. This is the thing with professional sport, isn't it? There's, there's massive sums of money involved. And I think the punters don't fully understand this is that no one walks away from the sums of money that uh, are at stake in these in these playing contracts in the old days when you're playing for love um, or when you were mm. just a, a park footy mug like I was you know when you when it, it, it stopped being fun or when you stopped feeling like you're any good at it you just walked away yeah. but, but when there's three four five hundred six hundred thousand dollars uh, in a contract that you have signed and and everyone has an mm. obligation to it becomes a completely different decision and I think that's that's something that that people need to understand um, Tommy Barris. Now, when we talk about tradable players and players will have currency in the footy market, um, if you look at, you know, perhaps Elliot Yo, perhaps Tim Kelly, perhaps Tom Barris. Now, Tom Barris, to me, if I was West Coast, I wouldn't be doing it. Um, as a former yep. player and a person who's played for a long time, what are your thoughts in terms of if they got the right draft pick for Tom Barris, is it worth doing or would you be keeping him? Oh, I think you'd be keeping TV. Um, I think you know you'd uh, you'd have to be pretty desperate to to get another draft pick. I think purely to to lose TV and um, you know the, the caliber of player that he is and um, 
him being a, a key defensive back as well, which, you know, they're, they're pretty rare to, to come around, um, you know, these days. So uh, I think that you'd be very silly um, to, to trade Tom Barras. Um yeah, I think there's there's enough, I suppose, changeovers on the on the list at the current moment to one get some draft picks um, and get some good kid, kids in and go to draft. Um, but trading for more picks, yeah, I, I, I don't know, not not, not someone like Tom Barras. I think that yeah, the club would be quite silly if um if his name gets thrown if his name got thrown around. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I, I think that you can be a bit harder on the older players in terms of the way you manage your list at that end if you keep players like Tom Barris and um, and those sort of players in place. You know, make sure you've got that core of seven, eight or nine experienced players um, that are there to lead the kids and, and, and then you're able to cut a few more um, at, at the older end of the spectrum. So I, I think you're right there, um, Josh. Josh, mm. what would they have done? They get back from Sydney, I think, at 2 a.m.? Um, what, what, would the, what would they have done this week and what sort of response do you expect from them in the wake of what happened at the SCG? Yeah, well, look, obviously it would have been a pretty tough um, tough uh, plane ride coming home. I've you know, been on the end of a 200-point loss, but, yeah, when you're on the end of a, a big loss like that and you're pretty disappointed with yourself and, and, and the impact, um, yeah, obviously, you've, you've had and, you know, you feel pretty bad for the fans and the members in the club. So... Yeah, it'd be pretty tough. I assume that, um, you know, maybe some of the players would have got together on Sunday just to catch up and just see how everyone's going. And then Monday would have been obviously the normal review and, and gone, and that would have been pretty brutal, I, I assume. Um, there wouldn't have been much positive come out of uh, the meeting. It would have been a lot of stuff that um, that went wrong, which, which as we saw as we watched. So, um yeah, the response, the response thing, you know, it, it's it's a tough one because yeah, yeah, you hear, you know, um, chairman say that we, we're going to give a response, and you know, obviously boots backing the players in with the attitude and, and getting the response, and yeah, you, you you think that they would go to work this week on what they need to do, and um, obviously change a bit in the way they're playing, and, and you know, the defensive side, obviously team defence needs a massive, massive uplift because. Yeah, to, to let 200 points go, I suppose in the um in in the AFL these days it's um it's quite harsh. So the defence side needs to to ramp up, and, and that probably I assume would be a bit of the focus this week in in how they play, and um that should stop a little bit of the bleeding, and hopefully we see a bit more of the effort in that area, um because you know to see that and. Yeah, I think the players will be doing the best they can. Um, obviously, they'll be pretty embarrassed. So, um, but yeah, team defence is probably been needs to be the biggest focus this week, and um, that's a bit of a mindset attitude thing, which is what Boots talked about in his press conference. So, I assume that um, they'll come up and they'll be they'll be a bit more um, a bit more on guard uh, with with team defence rather than yeah focusing on that offence side. Yeah, fingers crossed we get a strong uh, response from West Coast this week and fingers crossed that their fans have something to cheer about. I noticed there was talk in the West Australian there should be a boycott of the first quarter. I don't think West Coast needs stunts like that at the moment. I think they need their fans to come and support the team. Uh, It's a very difficult phase the club is going through at the moment. I think there is going to be change 
Um, just yep. expect that change to occur, but keep on uh, turning up and supporting your team if you're a West Coast fan. Josh, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. I realise this is a difficult topic for you to talk through. Of course, Josh joins us on mornings thanks to New Farm Galaxy, and New Farm Galaxy are the flexible tank mix partner to control broadleaf weeds. Josh is a West Coast legend, an AFL Life member. Really appreciate your input on the show this morning. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Josh Kennedy, what do you think? You can have your say on the temperate bedshed text line on 0487 736 736 or you can call us on the open line 13 12 55. We'll take a break. 525 career goals but 514 for the West Coast. 11 with Carlton. Equal with the great Peter Sumich on 514 right now. He lines up. He likes it. And a history-making moment within a history-making moment.